0: Blog Talk Radio here with Dr. Barry. And uh you just brought up something um that I'd love to learn a little bit more. I'm I'm thirty-eight years old and um close to possibly somewhat close to near
1: <laughs> You don't want to say it do you?
0: <laughs> Thank <laughs>
1: you no, I am close here with you. Me.
0: Wait, so let me just tell you one thing. Okay, so I've been going to my
1: Okay, just breathe,
0: breathe. I know. All right, breathe. so I've been going to my OBGYN because I've been, you know, experiencing, you know, a little uh, female issue, and we're trying to figure out what it is. And so all these different, you know, scenarios have been thrown out, and we're trying to figure out if that's it. And not one time has my doctor said anything about, you know, premenopausal or anything, not yet anyway. So I'm talking to my husband about it one night in bed, and we're just chatting, and he's like, and then he just, you know, so do you think it's premenopause? You should have seen the look I gave that man. <laughs> he said, uh-oh, I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 38 and I might still want more kids or something. so Anyway, so yeah. we're going to talk about that. That is one of those subjects that when you haven't quite reached it yet, you you're in denial, I will admit, that right. you know that that time is coming.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: um uh, yeah, I'd love to to hear what your thoughts are on that and, and 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 how, you know, devoted moms handle the changes to their bodies and and the psychological changes that come along with it.
1: Well, it It's very interesting, Um, about 2012, my family went through a lot, I mean a lot, a lot of life. And as a result of all of that, I thought that what I was experiencing was stress in my body. I just thought it was stress. So everything that I was going through from having insomnia, I've never been big on sleep. But I was experiencing mm-hmm. insomnia. And so I thought, okay, because I'm a writer, I would sit up and I would just journal all night. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, it was the next morning, and I would keep going and keep going. And so I didn't pay attention to the insomnia. There were some other things. I started crying. I could be sitting at my desk, see a hummingbird. Start really? Crying. I could be unhappy. Start crying. To the point where I started carrying my makeup bag. Something I had never done, but I was like, I don't know how to get through the day without crying. Wow. So I, uh, yeah. I said, oh. I said, not thinking about the insomnia, mm-hmm. only thinking about the crying. And I was having some, some hot flashes or some night sweats. I wasn't having hot flashes. I was having night sweats. Okay. And so I said, jokingly, I must be premenopausal. menopausal joked it off, kept it moving. In February of this year, 2013, I was in the bed. This was the end of February. I was in the bed for three days, could not move. It was exhaustion, but it felt like nothing I had ever experienced. And it was an effort to just go to the bathroom and crawl back to my bed. And I said to my family, I think I'm dying. I just want to tell y'all I I think this must be it. Because I didn't have any physical pain, and I could not figure out what in the world it was. And so I started researching. I just started doing some research, and I was typing in, you know, fatigue and women over 40s and, you know, all these different things. And then I came to one site, and I said, oh, my gosh. And so it had these symptoms, and I just want to share a few with you all. High flashes, sweat, irregular periods, loss of libido, vaginal dryness, mood swings, fatigue, hair loss, sleep disorders, difficulty concentrating, memory lapses, Dizziness, weight gain, incontinence, bloating, allergies, brittle nails, change in odor, irregular heartbeat, depression, anxiety, irritability, pain pain, headaches, joint pain, burning tongue, electric shock, digestive problems, gum problems, muscle tension, itchy skin, tingling extremities, and osteoporosis. And I said, "Wow!" And what I just shared with you all are the 34 symptoms of being. It is not premenopausal. It is called perimenopausal, and being perimenopausal can last from 10 to 15 years. It starts in your late 30s, and it varies, course oh, wow. of course, for different people. But menopause is the final stage of a woman's menstrual cycle. So what happens with most women is you walk into a doctor's office, mm-hmm. between somewhere between that 35 and 45, and you're saying, I'm having all these different symptoms. And the first thing that most doctors do because they're looking at old research and say, well, it's not menopause. Menopause is the end of your menstrual cycle. Being perimenopausal can last up to 15 years. And it is the depletion or estrogen that causes all these symptoms. Now, everybody, of course, does not experience all of the symptoms, and I think the number of children that you i would have, hope not. When, <laughs> you would get lost. No, you would go ahead and have to put me away. Though I was checking off. Let me <laughs> shoot me. Put I me out. out. Put me out. When I found <laughs> this site. I thought, oh, my gosh, at least now I know what is wrong mm-hmm. with me. Because right. I had I had at least 25 of the symptoms by the time that I found it. And what I realized yeah. is that between me and my girlfriend, we had been experiencing some of this stuff for years. Because right. I had one who had been having insomnia forever. And I can remember we would go on our girlfriend trip and she and I are the early risers anyway. But she would end up being the one in the middle of the night. She's up reading her Bible or she's up looking on USA Today reading. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You can't sleep. And she's like, I always have insomnia. And so when I found this website, which is 34symptomsofmenopause.com, if you just Google 34symptomsofmenopause.com, okay. I find it. I thought, oh, my God, this is it. Not only is this it for me this is it for the majority of the clients that I have who all come in and feel like they are losing their mind. And so
0: right.
1: it is so welcoming for me to be able to share it with other women so that they know, no, you're not losing your mind. This right. is part of this process that you will go through. And, you know, I encourage men if you have a wife, you need to go to this website as well. Not yeah. that yeah. you say, I think you're a perimenopausal, but so that you can learn what it is to be supportive of your wife as she is going through <coughs> And I take about 25 herbs a day because I don't want to be on any type of prescribed hormone replacement therapy. And so what I did was when you go to this site, you look at the symptoms that are specific to you. Don't look, you know, if you're not having something, you don't need to take something for that. If you're not at a point where you're starting to have night sweats or hot flashes, you may not need to introduce soy into your diet. But there are ways that naturally you can look at the different symptoms that you are having and begin to incorporate some different foods, fruits, and herbs into your diet. So that this doesn't come
0: crashing on you,
1: down on you, the way that it did for me. Right. Wow. You know, Dr. Barry, you, uh, wow. I I can remember
2: Mm. um, years ago Oprah did some show and everybody was like, oh, wow, that early. And it was a very, it was like a bleep. Um, But I remember hearing that there were symptoms that, that were, that came before the big M. Mm -hmm. And and for my experience, I remember experiencing my grandmother's menopause, Mm -hmm. Um, and she had this little fan. It was around the time that my oldest brother was graduating from high school, and I can remember being at one of his, you know, one of the ceremonies or one of the um, programs, and she literally would just break out in a sweat. Yeah. And, you know, she'd have to step away, and she had a little handheld fan, and I remember that part about it. We never talked about, like, a, necessarily a mood sling. And it's funny because for me, I've never had a, what's called, like, a regular sleep pattern. Mm-hmm. So I never identify, and Tasha can testify, I can, mm-hmm. I can stay up till 530 in the morning and be just as functioning, and I can do it uh, for a series of days and then I'll crash, but because I've been doing it for so long, I know how to plan my crash. You know, like um, if I'm working on a project and and, and I get good in the middle of the night, uh, I've never called it insomnia, but it is Mm -hmm. when normal people sleep. (laughs) I just always thought, you know, my clock is a little mixed up, but that's not the only thing that's mixed up about me, Um, but I do think that, allowing people to look at kind of some things that they are experiencing and understanding the, the normal sense of it. I've never heard menopause referred to as the end of this very physical thing that we experience as women. Right. Um, right. It's always been kind of like the, the experience of menopause. And so I am really – I know that you are going to be doing some writing on this.
1: Um, I think it's cool. I am writing a book, uh, and it's entitled, You Are Not Crazy After All, Mastering and <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's what we think. and mm-hmm. And, you know, with anything that you don't understand, you're hesitant about having conversations with other people, but you would be amazed at how many women, and they come in my office, and I'm listening to them, and I'm going, oh, my God. And I've had several women who will say, and it's just it's interesting because we've just got to be educated about things, and they'll say, well, I, I went through the change when I was 27 because I had a hysterectomy. And mm-hmm. what people don't realize is that if you have a hysterectomy but you don't have hormone replacement therapy, your right. estrogen is still going to deplete and that therefore you're going to still have these exact same symptoms that you right. would have if you had in a cycle the entire time. So right. we just have to be educated about our own bodies because... Doctors go by books, and they are textbook-driven. That's why they end up prescribing medication, the exact same medication. The moment you walk in there and you say, I have a symptom, and they're not drawing blood, they're not looking at anything else, and they say, oh, just take some of these, you should feel better. No, Mm -hmm. you've got to learn your body, and you've got to be educated about this.
2: Right. And, well, and, and I think one of the things you're also asking for um, us as women to do is to advocate, to come into the doctor's office with some education, um, but also to prompt. Um, how? What would a conversation? Okay, I'm overdue for my path, Shoot me, um, <laughs> but I'm going to schedule it. <laughs> Violence will not be tolerated. Um, but, but given some of the senses that you that you explained, and I'm definitely going to go visit this website. Um, but what would you give me some language to use with my primary doctor as well as my gyn uh, to get them to, you know, think that some of the things that's going on with me may have to do with you know, my dip in estrogen or me being perimenopausal. Give me some language.
1: Well, there is actually a test that you can take, and it is a blood test. And, you know, sometimes doctors can be very, very rigid in their beliefs. And what you don't want to do is to get into this tug of war because depending on right. your personality, that's what it might result in. You know, and somebody saying also, have you been to medical school? So now, oh, you think you know? You know. <laughs> see, I would fire my, that. I fired doctors yeah. before.
2: I don't. Yeah. Have, I've gone through those. That was in my twenties. <laughs> but now, my doctor, if I say, if I walk in and I say I need this blood test because I think this is going on, then he's gonna be like, okay, let me see what kind of insurance. Which
1: which lab are you going to? So, if, do you right. know the name of the test, or would he know? I mean, is that? I, I want to say it's called an HRT, but I'm, I'm not, I am not exactly sure, but on this website, it has the information because it is great. checking for okay. your antidepressants.com, and so it's a blood test now. The great thing about today's world, they have all these little um, lab shops set up because <laughs> this, series, this series of tests cost um $100. It's about $100. I think in some places, when I checked, it was like 120 And so you don't even have to go through your OBGYN. You don't have to. Because for most physicians, unfortunately, you know, prescribing medication is a business for them. And it's unfortunate that some of them, you know, have these relationships with pharmaceutical reps and all this different thing you know so I'm just not a, a big advocate for prescription medication when you can do something that is natural and so like I said I take about 25 different herbs a day but that's because I think by the time that I realized I was in the throes of being perimenopausal I had so many symptoms that I was dealing with everybody won't get every symptom anyway right now did I did I hear um, the symptom
2: of, um, uh, how do you say it nicely, I've got a pair of tweezers in every purse and every, in fact, I put it in my wallet now because of the amount of hair that pops out at any time I may have a go see. Yeah, but
1: you're, you're just growing <laughs> hair in place that it's not even wanted. Absolutely. It's, and it it's look. dark and it's different. It's not my hair.
2: You know, you got to notice some stuff, and I'm fortunate. I'm um, I'm I'm forty, you know, into forty, not as, as far as you are, but um, <laughs> but it was, it was like as soon as I was eating my cake, and these these hairs started popping out. So I'm I just wondering if that's, you know, is that part of probably like the fluctuation of hormones
1: and it definitely. Is. <laughs> It definitely is, Regina, and, you know, it's just amazing. As I said, I was just so glad to have an answer because right. I didn't know what was going on with my body. And right. to just know that, wow, wow, okay, there is a name for this that's out here. And not only is there a name, okay. because I found that I went to the doctor. Right. I had already researched it and had already started taking taking the different herbs. Uh-huh. And within 54 hours, my body
2: felt different. Really? Like, wow. well. So when I, I have heard, a, she my it. My um, GYN is actually moving towards women's wellness. And so maybe we also okay. want to suggest that devoted minds, as you are looking for a practitioner, you look for mm-hmm. a practitioner that is aware of the various cycles that females go through. It doesn't mean that it has to be a female doctor, well, but daughter, it needs
1: to be someone aware of it. Mine was a female doctor. And by the time that I went to her, because all of this occurred over like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was already scheduled to see her on like a Monday. So by the time that I went in there to see her, I had already started the regiment of the herbs. And oh, so really? it was interesting because her response to me was, Well, I want you to stop taking them and I want to draw your blood to see for sure. And I said to her, with all due respect, I am not going to stop taking my herbs. <laughs> and uh, it's not even necessary for me to run that, that blood panel screen because I already know. I know my body. I know right. how I'm feeling. how I was feeling. And so I have not looked back since then because that was the first week of March. And when well, I don't now, if I miss certain things, I can certainly tell the difference. I can tell the difference, uh-huh. and I have to immediately get back on my regimen.
2: Right. I think it would be great maybe the next time you visit with Tasha and I that we even talk about the, the connection and the, the complementary um, you know, supplements that go along with psychotherapy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there's certainly I'm a big proponent for what works. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can find something that works and that you're also with a practitioner that's supporting, you know, what's working for you, that I think that it makes life a lot easier for you and those around you. Right. <laughs> so so I, I think that would be really great for us to to think about because the pyramid of problem, I mean, I, I can imagine devoted moms, you know, are going to be Googling that and Just, you know, putting that on their radar. And I also think it's fortunate for your doctor um, because her other patients probably benefited from you raising her awareness of maybe I shouldn't wait until someone is 50 to have this conversation. You know, uh, this needs to happen earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so thank you for that. I I think that's, that's incredible. Do you have just one more morsel that you want to share with us and then we uh, definitely like to do our God Story segment uh, with you.
1: I, I definitely just cannot stress enough the importance of women knowing their own body. You know, we are not textbook women. Everything does not apply to everyone. So you've got to recognize, you know, there's this big push and it's breast cancer awareness, and so everyone focuses in on breast cancer and get, checking your breath and making sure that there are no lumps. But there is so much more to women than just our breath. And so we got <laughs> the And so we've got to get to a point where we don't look at what other people are saying are our issues and what we should be experiencing at a certain age and just accept that. Do your own research. Know your own body. So if you're experiencing right. something and it does not feel right and normal for you, then uh-huh. it's not right and normal. And if you right. go to a physician and that position is not supported, you don't have to try to explain and wait until they get on your bandwagon. Go inside right. a position supportive Mm -hmm. of you because everyone won't for different reasons but we are all different and so but certain things are going to occur and if you are a female you are going to go through menopause but before you get to menopause which is the end of the menstrual cycle you are going to go through being perimenopausal and it does not occur for everyone at the same time but the age range it usually starts in those late 30s and it can last ten to fifteen years.
2: So here, I am project. so looking forward to Thank your book, you. girl. You 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 just keep on writing. I can't wait, and I hope mm-hmm. that maybe you'll allow Tasha and I to help premiere it. You know, to let people know it's that when it's out there and available. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
1: I've set a goal for myself of uh, January one. Okay. Two
2: all right. Because mm-hmm. so certainly if we can read shades of gray, we can certainly read that
1: we're not crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good knowing that you're not crazy. And that's helpful.
2: You know, even though I'm okay with my crazy, my crazy has a K on the front of it. So, hey, it's all right.
1: <laughs> a little crazy. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, Dr. Berry, part of our, when we usually are ending up or wrapping up the show, is that we like to highlight, um, we call them God stories. And what's happened in the past is Tasha and I, it's really easy to call your girlfriends and tell you when your man's acting up, the kids are crazy, and the dog pooped on the road. Um, but these are opportunities where we see glimmers of the evidence of our higher power, um, our heavenly Father, whatever you want to refer that force to, as, um, and just when they sh- when He shows up and shows out. And so I'm not sure if you have a God story you'd like to share with us, um, Tasha. If you have one on your heart. Uh, then maybe you can start and Dr. Barry can think about uh, a God story she wants to share. You know, I think uh, my
0: God story is it's a little bit different, but um, for me, my God story today was meeting with our contractor and uh, him signing off, and we we're going to be starting construction on our home, uh, the renovation on our home on Monday.
2: <laughs> we will be there for Christmas. will my... be by Christmas. Yes.
0: Yes! We are Yep. for uh His assistant said, we're going to shoot for you know you being in your new master bedroom on Christmas Eve. And we were very, very happy about that. So that, that's my God story. I know that it's going to be one of those um, trials that we're going to go through over the next <laughs> eight to ten weeks. Um, uh, especially yeah. the fact that I'm at home with the baby and my husband also works from home. And so we will be in the mix of this constantly every day for a while but it is i will say it's truly a god story that we were able to purchase this home at this time with us having another home still and um you know to jump from considering renting to buying a home within 24 hours is how quickly that happened and so this whole process uh for us has been a real god story and this is just just another piece of it so that's that's my God story today. <laughs> Dr. very. do you have a God
1: story to, to share with us? Oh, oh,
0: absolutely.
1: You know, I think my life is a God story. Uh, and <laughs> I think on a daily basis, if I did not have my faith, I don't know how it would go on. But right. I think that with it being um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, it's very apropos that you all would ask this question. I have a cousin, and I will not name her because I did not ask permission to, uh, and she is a Tuskegee graduate, and she is actually um, suffering with stomach cancer, and the the form of stomach cancer that she has is incurable. We've known that from day one when she got the diagnosis. She is 45 and um, has led a very healthy lifestyle, has been a vegetarian all of our lives. And um, I have promised her that I would bring awareness to stomach cancer. Because Mm -hmm. there are, and I just shared with a young man um, this week, because I am having something that is designed. And I wrote something for her that's entitled The Butterfly Thing because it talks about how when there are things that are placed onto us that we don't necessarily sign up for, they have an effect. And the smallest thing that happens to you or through you can have a gigantic effect on the universe. And so and it, it says some other things, and so my goal is to have you know, this emblem done and it'll be on shirts and mugs and all these different things. And so the design has a butterfly on it. And then on each card, I'm going to have the butterfly effect. And so just to bring awareness, but I was sharing with the young man that for every different type of cancer, there is a different color ribbon. And I learned that through her. And he said, Mm -hmm. he said, wow, I thought that pink was for cancer, and I said no. Pink is for breast mm-hmm. awareness, and right. that so much of the funding is going. But there are so many different cancers that are out here, and yeah. so much more is needed to do research. And so right. this is just my opportunity to do something in honor of her living. Um, and, and hopefully to help out some other people. And uh, like I said, it's entitled The Butterfly Effect. And uh, nice. right now that's my God, because we're watching her strength, and we, we're just all in amazement. Wow. Because mm-hmm. she's in June. And, um, yeah, so. Um,
0: thanks for that. Thanks for sharing.
2: Time. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Wow. Um. Everything comes full circle. Butterflies are very um, special for me and Tasha and Devotimus who've been listening. Uh, it is a way that my um, my brother Tony comes to visit me, and so I just uh, it's it's very interesting that you are seeing that also as a symbol of strength and um, and, and and joy, I, you know, and just yeah. you know having to deal with what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, in such a gracious way. And so uh, I will keep your your Tuskegee grad um, cousin in my prayer. Uh, Definitely. Just look forward to supporting your efforts but I think you're absolutely right to raise the awareness of the various forms of cancer and their aggression. You mm-hmm. know, how aggressive they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so very important. And so I am just thanking God for you right now. I'm thinking that uh, no matter what kind of challenges we go through with technology and scheduling, that we are able to spend time with you and you're, a- you're willing to uh, let your presence be known with so many moms who are listening intensely and are going to take care of themselves and their loved ones more. And so just thank you, thank you very much, to Minds. I am so um, elated as always. You know, when we hang up, we want to talk more. Uh, but Sylvia Global rocks, and we just invite for you to continue to join us, uh, to share our uh, links. And um, I think it's also important that I give a shout-out to Carl, who's our producer, who uh, each time we are together, he is like the bees) <laughs> So shout That's out your to Kyle, Kyle, Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Natasha. I um, want to ask for a piece of birthday cake to be put in the freezer for me. And so oh, when I come nice for
0: cake Christmas, cake that'll work.
2: <laughs> and so yeah. when me and the girls ascend on you for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> We will um, re celebrate the birthdays that occurred while we've been apart. Uh, any okay. reason for cake is a good reason. No must. My on that. Right, and big kisses and loves to everyone in the family. Okay.
0: Will do. Awesome. Devoted mom. We will see you next Thursday, same yeah. time, same place. Love you all. See you. See you on the other side. Thank you, Doctor Mary. <laughs> Mary. Bye, Doctor Mary. Bye.